Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. On this week's show, we discuss our games against MacArthur and the Jets. We look ahead to the last game of the regular season against Western United. And of course, we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke and Morrow. Fellas. Hi. Hello. Send strepsils. We also try to make our voices last for an entire podcast. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. Um, We've said it's going to be angry pod. Four days is a long time in football, eh? It's a fucking eternity in football. There's the first swear of the... That's number one. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I... Yeah. I'm not going to swear in this podcast. Get, oh. get the what? After last night, how can you not? I've been holding it in all day. I don't believe it for a second. I already admitted to Pete that there may have been 75 of the worst <laughs> swears around last night, followed up by another 50 this morning, and that was just when I was talking to my wife. We will put a disclaimer at the start of this podcast that there is uh, some bad language, uh, language warning on this one. There may be some swears, so uh, prepare your ears um, and uh, sorry in advance, I guess. <laughs> but let's dive in with um, Fred's question. Uh, this week, Fred's question is, if you could change just one aspect of the squad from last night, what would it be? A number 10, which last night we clearly did not have. Uh, obviously, DDS out, injured and or otherwise, which we will get to. Um, Nisbet being played on the wrong side, if you ask me. Dan Bauman on the right didn't work. And we had, we just could not create anything. Did not look likely at one stage throughout 90 minutes last night. You can't break down a bus depot like that unless you have a 10 whose quality and can create things and can draw them out of that with uh, being on the ball and threatening to put the ball in the net himself. And that, we didn't have that and um, made it feel like when it mattered, um, to be frank, we looked clueless. And I, I think I was having this discussion last night with someone, you know, I think we the th- three of us had a preconceived idea of where we thought Nisbet would be played best from where we saw him play youth and in the academy. And mm. then he came in, Stadge experimented, I guess, and put him out on that sort of right-hand side and worked brilliantly. And I, I think that's his spot. I think that's where he plays best. That's where he plays best when we've got uh, overlapping fullbacks and he can sort of come inside, he can work with the fullbacks. He, he's brilliant at their little one-twos going out wide and working with a wide fullback that's going to be attacking. And then um, I think now we know where he should be playing. Mm. But... Stadge keeps on mixing it up and it's not working. And I think the bigger issue is is where do you put Dan Bauman? Because a full season in, I still don't know where he plays. How do you solve a problem like Bauman? Is he a 10? <laughs> is he a striker? Is he a winger? Is he a DM? Mm-hmm. He was apparently keeping DDS out of the Oli Roos side. With yep. what form? Where where the hell has that been? What I don't I don't know what what did he did he even contribute last night? In yeah, any way? And, he, and to me, he technically has enough of a gift there that, that there's something there. I agree. But, I think there is a good footballer there. Yeah, but mm. it's but it, the, the being able to deliver something that actually is meaningful just 
couldn't see that at any stage. In fact, the piece that we missed the most was that we couldn't make an even half intelligent final ball. In the first 25 minutes, we were good. He was good. We went forward well. We had numbers in places. But the final ball was either in front, behind, over, under, um, behind the goal. But so, you know, wasn't a lack of intent or 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 even um you know effort it was it was just that we didn't seem to know what to do which mm. straight into your point about is Anis and Bauman both in the wrong place well that's sort of what it looked like we didn't we weren't able to connect good play that brought us out of defense quickly in transition into um uh, opportunities on goal and i mean we solved that issue for one game in the McCarthy game when we had DDS when we had someone there roaming that and I mean I don't know if you could exclusively call him a number 10 in that role because he he obviously does a lot of defensive work as well I think he works a lot harder than your typical number 10 this season he has anyway Um, but I think you saw at times last night Bauman tried to replicate that when he was sort of coming right in on the inside he sort of ended up in the centre then we had Urenia out wide sort of when we had the ball but it was just not working there was just nothing and i think i agree we we in the mccarthy game we solved all the issues that sort of came back up again last night and you know if we're going to rely that much on one player then we don't deserve to make the finals so that yeah well sadly that was sort of a fair point and it maybe looks what it looks a bit like to me is that Danny when he's been uh, fit and uh, in the team then he has been given this kind of free reign so he pops up in all sorts of places mm. but last night it was so clunky it looked like uh, are we operating under specific instructions about you know where we're going to run to the, the channels that we're going to run into and out of that kind of thing um, so nobody's really got that freedom so we're asking Bauman to do this we're asking Niz to do that and neither of these things um, because to me, the pair of them were, were really putting in, but they were producing the same thing all the time, which was nothing. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, the, it's the first time we've said that about Nisbet too. Who, you Mate, know. he picks up the ball in, in our half, gets the, takes the ball to where we want the ball to be, and then can't, we can't make a connection with that. And at times it looked like we were running away from him. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah, I, 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 I didn't feel like it was his fault. Or Bauman's necessarily. Um, maybe after the twenty-fifth minute, then <laughs> things seemed more like there was more fault of the players. But mm. it seemed to me that you know it took the stuffing out of us um, yeah. after that early good display. I'll yeah. give Nizzy the benefit of the doubt here too. He's come away with the highest passing accuracy out of anyone on the pitch that was on for more than um, more than sixty minutes as well. Yeah, which which is just it's just insane to me again how consistent he is with that shit. Like. It's, it's and it's but it's see it's weird. It's the first time I've seen him get sort of berated by Bazanic on the field. Mm. Uh, there was there was and the when I saw it, I actually think that Bazanic was in the wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that speaks to the frustration of last night that Nisbet 100% was not the problem um, and still probably one of our best. But so to answer the question, a good number ten is what I would change last night agree um i didn't blame our defenders although you know defensive mistakes cost us a little bit 
um, uh, especially in the first goal, then to me, um, most of the time we've been able to cover those defensive mistakes with our good effort and our good intensity and our ability to actually get back there and help. Whereas I presume we'll probably talk about the specifics of the game later, so I won't bore us already with um, why that we just left Kai Rolls to head it to them and then he had no support and they made it look terrible. Mm. Mm. Right. Well, that's Fred's questions uh, done in that case. Uh, I agree. Number 10, yeah, would have uh, helped. But I think we were just so lacklustre all over the park that I'm not sure how much of an impact it would have had. Um, there's just way too many aspects of the squad that I would have changed from last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, it makes me so sad. Fuck it. Moving on. Oh, there's another one. There's another um, one. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's, let's go back and be happy. Thursday last week, Let's travel do down to MacArthur, of course. Um, Let's have some positivity <laughs> for this one. Before we go back into the angry ranting podcast. Yeah. Um, of course, went down, travelled down to MacArthur Gambletown Stadium on Thursday evening um, with uh, finals spots on the line. Again, still not guaranteed, but this um, put us in the driving seat very much so. 2-1 uh, victory down there. Goals to Jack Clisby and Daniel De Silva, cancelling out Markel Shushayeta's opener. Um, it was a bit funny in, in about the 16th minute um, James Walker who was standing sort of next to me at the front of the away bay there turns to me and went it's going to be one of those games tonight you do realise um, you know it's going to be a jammy 1-0 you know we dominate and just can't put our chances away and then lo and behold 45 seconds later ball Shushayata in behind over the top chips beerers and I just stared and glared at James for about two minutes straight just going <laughs> what have you fucking done sorry <laughs> what have you done um, but um, not to be outdone, how good was Clisby's first goal? Mate, Clisby could have had a hat-trick. He could have had a hat-trick. What's should the word have, coming to? <laughs> should have had a hat-trick. I mean, the lead-up play for our first goal was lovely. Mm-hmm. The your turn on close to halfway, dropped deep to get the ball, absolutely owned poor Liam Rose. Oh, that turn. Um, oh, so hot. Got absolutely wrecked. Uh, brilliant little ball through to Matty Simon, perfectly weighted pass from Matty to Clisby and I thought that was going to be on the train tracks over the other side of the field <laughs> and next thing you know it's in the bottom right hand corner and funnily enough I'm going to have to mention it when the, as the ball's rolling towards him I screamed out not Clisby yeah. and then <laughs> next thing you know it's in the back of the net so um, no look I have to give credit to him I think he had his best game for us ever, ever. Yeah. Yeah, turning into Gareth Barrel overnight. Um, 100%. And I mean, he probably should have had a second a couple of minutes later um, with the one that hit the side netting. And then the one where uh, Urania was unfortunately offside by, I don't know, the width of, not width of the arm sleeve yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> not much. Um, easily, could have had, easily could have had a hat trick. Played really well up and down that whole wing. Um, thought he defended well. Um, and, and that's exactly what we've missed since we've had a Josh Rose and like a Pedge Bowich in the side. Mm. We've missed that sort of attacking fullback that comes up with the odd goal every now and then. That's mm. 100% what we've missed. And he showed that he has it in him. So he, he just needs to get that consistency going now. Yeah, more of that. Um, 
wow, just listening to that description of the first goal there, um, that made me feel positive. Put there. a smile back on my face, hey? Momentarily, because, yeah, it made me... Oh, Four days is a long time. I'm, I'm going to just go there again in a second. But first, mm-hmm. before the uh, Sushieta goal... Goal. Um, before <laughs> Suchet to kick the ball into the net, then he <laughs> fell down after he and Ruin uh, came in contact, uh, benign uh, contact uh, down our end and lay down outside the field. The referee bizarrely stopped the game for an ankle injury that was off the, f- the where the player was off yeah. the field. Oh, I, no, yeah. now you've brought that up. Oh. Yeah. Now I'm angry now again. I'm angry again. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I seriously wanted to send out Kleenex. In fact, I probably said at the game that I wanted to get, get the Kleenex out to him because yeah, he was, he was <laughs> tearing up there and there was nothing nothing there no. and so then he limped off as if he you know someone had sawn his left ankle off i think <laughs> it was and then next thing he's running like you know a cheetah uh, <laughs> literally um and uh, getting in behind ruin and chipping that one over beers who maybe was mispositioned a little bit in that moment but yeah, he sort of hesitated didn't he beers when he went to come out and i think that made it easier but to get past the upsettingness of that um incident and the goal i just want to say on the record there is absolutely no evidence that he scored a goal there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever that he was not offside because as usual apparently now we don't even need a shot to have the var um tell us that it's offside so the var process now is so transparent uh no that's sarcasm intended there was not one camera angle that had him in the same frame as when when the ball was played Genre that put the ball I think ball so, through, yeah, I think. Over the top, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was not one frame that had them in the same frame mm. for mm. when he kicked the ball for when he made the run. Mm. And or if there was, then only the VAR saw it because, and, you know, as often is the case for us, then we then later heard a little rumour, I don't even know who the bird was anymore, um, the little oh, rumour right. was that there was no shot. And so... I've just remembered that. Why? <laughs> they, Why? They, they literally didn't have the shot or didn't have enough cameras at the ground or something to accommodate for that angle. Yeah, funny. Yeah. I've heard that rumour too. <laughs> that's in, that's. In, I mean, we'll speak about it later, but good riddance. I cannot wait until they go. Fox. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Get uh, out. T- bizarrely... Uh, we were directly opposite this um, position. Well, not exactly directly, <laughs> where we were giving it we're to the linesman. We're pretty deep. We're, we're probably in a, in a better spot. spot than the lino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and on the other side of the pitch, we could see a camera tower over there. Mm. Like, what is that? Is that some kind of. It's you a know? dummy. It's a dummy. <laughs> is it a dummy with show. a dummy up there to do the dummy? Or <laughs> it was. Yeah. A dummy it, with a dummy operator. It was dumb. And <laughs> let's, let's settle on that. So, But to get back to positive things, that turn from Marco Arena as he comes back in the midfield, I think in that moment, aside from wrecking uh, Liam, then he also eliminates two others in that moment. He so did, three yeah. three get eliminated by that turn. And then he makes a great ball into Maddie, And Maddie's touch is absolutely sublime. Oh, chef's kiss. Absolutely yeah. sublime. And and uh, so Clisby, basically somebody has run out in front of him with, what are those things? Is that a cloth? They've got a silver cloth and he presents the ball in front of Clisby. <laughs> <laughs> Clisby just smashes it. A la Josh Rose, like you said. It was, um, yeah. And uh, the goalkeeper is still wondering what happened to that ball. Um <laughs> Um, because that was just superb, absolutely superb. Everything about it was superb. And uh, so fantastic um, efforts. And, and Clisby, yeah, you know, we've been cl- critical at times over the years about his contribution. But, um, but yeah, if he can come up with a bit more consistency with some of that, mm. then, um, you know, it, he's going to certainly win a bit of uh, a bit more favour among the fans, put it that way. Yeah, so. and I think, I think overall 100% 
deserved win. We, oh, absolutely. We played the best we have in a few weeks. Um, I think one point, I don't know if they mentioned it on the coverage or not, but the pitch, that is the best deck I've seen in person in a long time at an A-League game. That's like back when our pitch was voted, was ours voted number one? one it season? was, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's many like years ago. Yeah. back to those areas. It was absolutely perfect. And it was obviously at night in the west of Sydney, middle of fucking nowhere. May as well, go to, <laughs> may as well drive to bloody Canberra. Um, yeah, sorry, that's four, three or four. Yeah. Um, it was obviously wet already because of the dew and then they decided to put the sprinklers on as well. So it was clearly a ploy from them because we know what they're like. They like to pass it and then pass it and then pass it and then pass it again and then pass it again and then pass it again and then go long and score and that's what they did. But (laughs) I think having the pitch like that definitely helped with how we uh, ended up playing. We pinged it around a bit. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, which which was nice. it's, It's the best I've seen us look with the ball at our feet in a few weeks. It was our most complete 90 minutes across the course of this entire season too, I think, as well. You know, both defensively, in transition, in attack as well. All the links were there and everything just clicked. Mm. It was so perfect. And that could have ended up four, five, six, one. 100% should have been more. And, I mean, that's probably really the only negative is that we didn't end up scoring more. It would have been good for the the GD, yeah. 100%, yeah. And I I think we, you know, we – because of that, we probably rode our luck a little bit towards the end. I think Beerus made a pretty good stop at the end, and mm. um, but he had him Freddie Reach with the attempted bicycle kick. Yeah. <laughs> but, so we rode our luck a little bit, and that's when obviously not scoring goals is going to come back to bite us. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, very good performance. Good night. Love to drive 400, <laughs> four, 400 kilometers round trip on a Thursday night Over and get stuck hours. in traffic on the M7 because oh, of an accident on the an, way down. Oh, that was took two and a half hours to get down there, but yeah, worth it in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was. Of course, it was uh, Daniel De Silva who scored the winner in the 55th minute. Um, we were piling on the pressure uh, around that time, and again, it was Orania who made the goal. Um, yeah. I thought at the time that he may have just held it up for a little bit too long, but it was absolutely perfect, perfectly weighted right at the feet, uh, right in front of the feet of De Silva, um, who unleashed into the top bins. Yeah, great ball, great ball from Stens over the top. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. take nothing away from that. That's that's what we don't do enough of with Urania because he's not slow, even though I did say he was slow after (laughs) watching him for about three minutes. Um, He's not slow and obviously neither is... Hello, but we don't do enough of those types of balls over the top where we turn the defence around, and that's exactly what that was for Urania to run onto. Mm-hmm. N- none of this whole, you know, let's lob it over to Buddy Sushnia. Yeah, I can't even say his name properly. Who's like six foot eight? Oh, he's and a monster, isn't he? He's huge. <laughs> um, let's keep on lobbing it to him, and where he's just going to win every single buddy header. That that that's the sort of ball from Stens to Urania that we need to do more of. Super quality that 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 finish just spiders were killed. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it was uh, and and it was uh, he held a little bit back in the in, in the driving it there. He just mm. positioned it so beautifully. It was it was it almost looked like a dink. It was sort of like he a, just caressed yeah, it. Just a, yeah, like he didn't even it's really do much to R, it. R one circle FIFA areas, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, just caressing it into the top corner, the finesse shot. And, yeah. 
And uh, Federici gave it everything he had to he get did, to it, yeah. but there was never a chance of him getting there. And then going backwards through that um, motion, the same, um, Maka Arena just held the ball just long enough to mm. put uh, De Silva into enough space that he had enough time. Managed to draw out, I think, to really one extra defender for yep. that split second, which gave Didius the extra sort of time. The to room that yeah. he had to fashion the shot. Yep. Now, yep. to be consistent, though, I just wanted to also say that there's absolutely no evidence that it was a goal. <laughs> <laughs> because because Marco Arana could well have been offside. We'll never know, and we'll never care. Because um, I'm going to say that was one all in the dodgy goals category. Dodgy yeah. goal, yeah. Dickhead yeah. VAR stakes. No, yeah. you can say dickhead. That's that's not a swear. Off. Oh, I didn't ever get a ding. <laughs> <laughs> going to have to work harder than that if you want the old uh, swear jar opened up. Uh, you know I don't swear. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, very good, very good. Did uh, you just hit two buttons at the same time? Is yeah, that what that was? did I? <laughs> <laughs> That's never been Got done too before. excited. Love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just getting overexcited, yeah. What about, um, I, I would say that uh, on the issue of the pitch and all that sort of thing, we had a great position. We were so close. Mm. Um, and so that gave us the opportunity to uh, give it to Susiata and the Jakey linesman. McGing and the <laughs> linesman. And, um, uh, he was genuinely, genuinely terrible. Yeah, and a really massive security guard thought that a plastic cup was going to hurt somebody. Oh, yeah, <laughs> when, when one of the plastic cups fell off the edge and he accused people of throwing beer around at players and stuff. Those are the funny moments of away games, though, because <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure in those moments uh, what I heard from the group around me was things like um, uh, this guy accusing us of throwing this cup over the fence. And somebody mm. said, oh, well, I didn't do it, sir. And somebody else said, well, I didn't do it, sir. And somebody else said, I didn't do it, sir. Nobody did it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> How did it get over there? Um, so, yeah, no, nah, just that was just a fantastic night all round. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't know, we keep talking about um, – the celebrations mm. after the game. Mm. Um, Very good. I'm not even finished on Clisby yet because <laughs> watching the replay as I was doing it about shit knows when o'clock, <laughs> then I was noting that Bozza draws attention to the performance of our fans in recent days. He did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So applause for them because fantastic. And uh, then Clisby acknowledges that. Um, in a way that uh, I th- felt really appreciative of as somebody who, you know, did rat running instead of uh, two and a half hours on the M7 to get there one minute into the game. Um, and then, uh, and I never understood it at the time, he comes over and, and privately almost uh, celebrates with us by himself by genuinely coming there as everyone's walking away to give us the clap. So kudos to um, uh, Jack Clisby for that. Mm. Even kudos for Bozza for um, bringing attention to it. Yeah. But the moments of the players coming to celebrate with the fans, um, this is, at that moment, this is a team that is loving life, loving their performance, loving the um, fans getting behind them in the way they did and uh, loving to enjoy that moment um, as we did enjoy celebrating with them. Um, So, hmm, how long was it in football? Five? About, About four days. Four days. Wow. So, but yes, kudos to Oli Bazanik for bringing them over now. It seems like an almost traditional thing to do that and, yeah. um, and allow us to enjoy those moments because um, similar to up at the Derby, I think that I timed that chant in the end 
went on for 21 minutes and uh, <laughs> yes. I don't, you blokes are young and all of that sort of thing and someone was laughing at me about um, giving it, you know, giving up that I'm old, etc. But I was literally buggered from <laughs> chanting my, I didn't for get 20 my voice back something until, minutes. I didn't get my voice back until Tuesday that week. Like, <laughs> and then it was gone again after Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was gone again after Thursday, got it back over the weekend, now it's gone again. Now it's gone again, yeah. What a week. So fantastic stuff. Loved it. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I love how you've just built that right up to this really high thing and now we're just about to jump off a cliff. Well, I don't even know how to – I'm standing on the edge of that cliff and I'm looking (laughs) at it and don't want to do it, but – I'm having second thoughts about even bringing this game up. We've already (laughs) spoken about it. Do we have to fucking go there? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Do we have to go there again? (laughs) This is how I'm feeling. Um, we lost 2 0 to the Jets last night, and it really hurts. Um, of course, that shit fuckhead uh, Donovan had to get the first goal, and Lucas Moragas got the second. And pretty much that's about all I want to say about it. You guys can do whatever you want now. I've been, I've, <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been trying to work out all day how I'm gonna start this off, <clears throat> and. Like, all I can think of is, what the fuck was that? What was that last night? Well, I can't, I can't even, like, like we, like we said, how do you go from that high against MacArthur and playing so well into that pile of shit that was last night? I don't get it. I don't get it. And, you know, no Ruan? Okay. Dan Hall come in, played well. Play, our best player. player of the match for me. Wouldn't, Top job. Wouldn't have even known if Ron wasn't there. So that's not it. Absolutely nothing to do with the outcome. No. No DDS. Huge impact on the outcome for me. Um, yep. But but also not the root cause, I don't think. Because like I said before, that if we're relying that much on one player that we go from how we played against MacArthur to last night, then we don't deserve to be in the finals. We don't deserve to be contending for anything because um, if you're going to be a good side, you can't just rely on one player that much. Like, it's as simple as that for me. Um, there, there, there was something not right in the water last night. And, like, for me, it was pretty evident that with the attitude of a few players, like even Bazanic, who I thought a few minutes into the game just looked... A very frustrated figure, even before Newcastle scored. Um, same thing with Matty Simon. You know, it's a derby. Why isn't he kicking the shit out of Nigel Bugard? Why isn't somebody absolutely polassing the bloody 16-year-old that they've got on the pitch? <laughs> and I'm not advocating to go out and hurt people, but it's a derby. Mm. Grab it by the balls. Let him know you're there. Somebody grab the game by the balls and fucking do something. <laughs> like... That's the season is on the line here potentially, and we came, we went out there and we fucking played like that. I can't, like, yeah, something, something has happened in the last four days between the MacArthur game and last night, and something's not right. So fishy, so fishy, like, yeah. 
in the first 25 minutes, then I thought the players did put in the effort. I thought they did um, make the runs. They did make the right attempts to defend. But the, but the fishy things for me were that Ollie, for example, as far as I was concerned, people can disagree and that's fine, limping from the second minute of the game. Looked like a problem straight away. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, what is wrong with Ollie? This has been one of our major strengths all of a sudden nobbled and, and yet still selected. Maybe even asked to push forward a bit more than normal and um, potentially getting caught out because of it. Um, we're not making any creative, like we're not making the, the balls that we need to get ourselves a, a real opportunity in the game. We're getting close to making that final ball and then making a poor final ball that turns it into not a final ball. And so so in the 25 minutes, we put in the effort. We didn't have, to me, a game plan that seemed to lead, lend itself to us actually getting the opportunities that we want, were working hard for. And... We that seemed to be, as we said before, a bit about Niz and Bauman not able to connect in a, in realistic ways with other players around the pitch and especially at the front end. Um, Marco Aranya putting it in uh, pretty much for most of the game. He was probably my second best last night um, behind Dan Hall. And then in the 20-something minute, then they just took the wind out of us and after that, didn't see anything that I liked the look of, to be honest. And uh, to be honest, didn't see anything I liked the look of. Like, everyone would be blaming Kai Rolls for not making a decent clearance header from the ball that came down and he had tries to head it away from the box. And they're right that he needs to make a better clearance header in that moment. He can't head it straight back to their guy five metres away right outside the box like that. But you watch in the background and you see that as the ball is played, both Ollie and Gianni, they're walking or virtually walking. And then later when uh, you see the aftermath of the goal, neither of them have made it halfway. Yep, seeing a picture here of Ollie standing on the centre circle right in the kickoff position and Gianni in the other half. I think it's O'Doherty that plays the ball and he's virtually in his own fucking postcode with nobody around him and Stens and Bazanic look like they could not give a shit to close it down. So before in the season, when we make the mistake in defence and we don't make the clearance header well enough, then we've got two blokes charging back there to support their mate and make sure that they that the opposition doesn't make something of that. In this moment, not only didn't they do that, but they didn't ever even try to do that. So after the goal, there's shots from behind Beerers and those shots show that neither of Gianni or Ollie are even halfway back to the box from the halfway line. So there's still 10, 15 metres in front of the box and they've scored now. It's over. Um, there's no, <laughs> nothing to defend anymore. And I, I don't know if that's that they'd been asked to be too far forward or they d- didn't recognise the danger, but it, let's say Kai Rolls makes a good header and it goes 10 metres and goes over the player who collects it in the end. He can turn around and get back to it quick enough because neither Gianni or Ollie are there. Mm. And so, I think it's interesting if, if you watch, I don't know if any of this was caught on the coverage or not, but obviously being there last night, you could uh, when that ball went in, I've never seen Birigidi blow up like he did and he had Gianni and Bazanic firmly in the crosshairs. <laughs> so same thing with Jack Clisby, who, you know, I, I don't I, I don't think 
you know, besides Kai, you could say, yes, he probably needs to do better. But you, I don't think you, you can blame Clisby for that goal that Roy scored. He's done probably as much as he could in that point. And to be fair to the snake, it's an okay finish. Um, but Birrigidi and Clisby both straight away start to blow up massively in in the direction of that midfield. So it's it's to me it's pretty clear it's a it's just a complete breakdown of you know either attitude or effort or like you said your theory Moz is that Bazanic was clearly carrying an injury probably going into that game. That is so, what bothers me about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's the time to talk about my bizarre theories, but um, Do it. why not? I, I, well, I this just is the felt, place for it. <laughs> the thing was, it's, I'm not revealing anything to uh, here to say that it, that it seems highly likely that Danny De Silva will be playing at Macarthur next year. So, all of a sudden, he's developed some kind of injury after the Macarthur game, despite an, a great performance um, and no evidence of that. And now he's not in the squad at all, and. Um, so I see him. That's a good finish. I see him, and he. I see him before the game, and uh, he, he's you know fairly mobile, etc. It doesn't say he's he's not injured, but um, so then I go up to upstairs and I hear for the first time that there's this rumor there, and then I start thinking. I see Ollie is hampered straight away in the first couple of minutes, and I'm looking out there going, "What's going on?" And then I start thinking to myself. We could not be playing Ollie injured, desperate because we don't have DDS because we don't want him to play because he's gone to Macarthur. Could could that really be it? And I'm on board with that theory. To be honest, I love a good conspiracy. Like, and I'm, I'm 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 yeah. Watching Boz try to chase after Angus Thurgate he in couldn't. the lead up to the second goal, there's virtually no chase. He couldn't. He may as well have been walking because he was jogging that slow. That he was he was clearly impeded. And I totally rate him as a professional. So I'm worried in these moments that the reason that the that now there seems to be this thing that there's maybe some frustration amongst the team, and that was evidenced by Beerers and Clisby, etc. Is this that nobody, including Boz, thought that it was a great idea for him to play? Um, and have we in the past seen some of our coaches try the bizarre idea of playing an injured player, let alone an k- injured key player, in a key game and the outcome that comes from that? I think we sacked a coach not so long ago mm. for similar things. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I couldn't help but sit the game out. In fact, I started texting contacts. <laughs> I'm not revealing them, but I started texting contacts to say, anyone think there's any merit in this because it just looks – that's how it looks to me. I'm sorry. That's how it looks. Um, I'm on board with the with the Ollie injured thing and not playing him. I think that's um, or, or playing him through injury rather. I think wrong wrong choice. He's obviously not fit. He's not mobile, and um, you know it's potentially cost us a goal there. Um, but I mean, we saw we saw DDS on Sunday at Plume. He was limping then. We know through certain other contacts that he has been struggling with that foot for a number of weeks now. So I'm not sure I entirely buy into we didn't play him because he's going to Macarthur, but I wholeheartedly agree that if Boz wasn't fit, he shouldn't have, shouldn't have played. Nearly had another, <laughs> nearly had another swear jar. Oh yes, good restraint. <laughs> Look, I'm a bit peeved and in part at myself because last pod I begrudgingly, begrudgingly admitted that. Who should we sign among our first signings? Who should we try to sign quickly? I would have said Marco Aranya, and I definitely said DDS. And I said, I probably said, 
who knew I was going to say that because he wasn't something I've thought of in the past as somebody that I'd be desperate for us to try and re-sign. I'm realistic about the possibilities of that genuinely happening because I expect he would be going for some coin. Mm. But add to that, and this was is the clincher that has made me frustrated about the whole thing, is that I am mad on the badge tap. Everyone knows I'm mad on the badge tap. I love my club and I want my players to be loyal and love my club. So watching him celebrate the goal last week at MacArthur and tap the badge, I made a point of talking about that on social media, et cetera, because I love that stuff and that that really connects me with players. That's how players engage with their fans, if you ask me. So I'm, I'm, I've just talked about a guy who I want to re-sign. He's out there scoring a wicked goal uh, in a great game and a great performance for and contributing to the team, taps the badge, comes over and celebrates with us, has probably already signed with someone else. I'm sorry. What? I don't know. Monster's about to explode. I probably shouldn't say more, <laughs> to be honest, because well, yeah. I mean, I mean, word on the street, obviously, because I don't. I think we've sort of mentioned it without sort of really mentioning it. Is that obviously DDS to MacArthur seems to be a thing, uh, potentially already done, just waiting for the announcement from whoever. I hope that's wrong. Um, I, do, I sincerely hope it's wrong. I would love it to be wrong. I, I would love it to be wrong. But I if, hope what I just said is all absolute bollocks, to be honest. If if we connect the dots, right, which we have, there is a few dots there to connect, it does, to me, start to make more sense because you look at the Milicic FA, not FFA, FA connection now, Ocon, we know that Ocon and DDS are friendly. Yolich. I guess. Yolich, uh, there's a few things there that line the dots up with him and some people at MacArthur. I think even though now that the TV deal is all done, there's probably still no guarantee for any club around what the salary cap will be or negotiations for new contracts who's going to be able to spend what, how much players are potentially going to be paid, what they can bargain for which is doesn't have an impact on clubs that have money, right? <laughs> we know Sydney, Victory, City, MacArthur, mm. Wanderers even to a lesser extent have all got money. And whatever the impact of the TV deal is and, and the salary cap and all that sort of stuff doesn't really have an impact on them, whereas with us it does. We know that Mike isn't going to be pumping in millions and millions on top of what he has to to re-sign a player like him because he's obviously trying to sell the club or help get more more investment. So for me, if we start to if we start to join the dots together, the connections at MacArthur, no guarantee he wants to probably secure his future. MacArthur's probably come to the table and said, We're gonna throw a few hundred grand at you. I'm sure he's on a couple of hundred here. I have no idea, it's just a guess. Here's an extra hundred on. Here's an extra hundred on top. You can still probably live on the coast and do the commute. Hmm. Um, signed, sealed, and done. I want to say I don't begrudge a player, especially him in in his situation, because he has undeniable quality and has just shown that he can also play with a bit of heart. But when a player says or does things like say I love being here, but I'm going to leave because I want to be a winner. Oh, hang on, I got that wrong. <laughs> oh, don't you fucking get me started on that. Oh. Or taps our badge and then I find out later that actually that's just some false rubbish, then, yeah, like I said, 
I hope I'm wrong. And if I think, he, sorry, you no, go. there you go, here you go. No, here. no, 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 I insist. I was going to say, I, I think the thing that frustrates me more is that we stuck by him for a couple of seasons when he was playing, let's be honest, like shit. We stuck by him when it was clear that uh, he, the thing that he's sort of come out and said he was that he's enjoying his football this season, right? Mm-hmm. So you can make the assumption that for the last, you know, two seasons, ever since Ocon's really been gone, and I don't know how he managed to enjoy it while he was here because we were still shit, <laughs> but we know the relationship that him and Ocon have. Mm. So say after Ocon leaves, he's not enjoying it, but he's still in the side most weeks. Uh, so is he saying that while he wasn't enjoying it, he just wasn't putting in, and all of a sudden now that everything's right off the field and in the dressing room that he'll decide to start to try again? Mm. That's a pretty shitty attitude, and then he just leaves. We've seen that sort of attitude from players in the past, like Nick Fitzgerald and Anthony Caceres and, mm. you know, the P-hearts, as we called them. But you know what? At the end of the day, if he wants to go to that fucking backwater curriculum wasteland, God damn it, um, then good riddance. Get out. You know, if you don't want to be here, you can you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. button's going to be broken by the end. Oh, so yeah. You know what? <laughs> I, I, if if the, any of that's right and uh, he is off there, um, then uh, I looking at the last year, then what I've seen on the pitch is I, I don't like what happened with Stadge perhaps last night, but I've seen players like Ruan Tongic become a fantastic player under Alan Stachik. I've seen Kai Rolls turn into a mature defender under Alan. I've seen uh, Clisby, Jack Clisby, turn into a player who we stopped disrespecting (laughs) at the very least. Um, For one night at least. Exactly. Uh, uh, We've seen Matty Simon revive a career that some thought was done. Renaissance. Exactly. We've we've seen him choose uh, at least one international, and we'll talk about international players, foreign players later, but um, we've seen one come, and he's been a fantastic choice and uh, I hope we're signing him. I hope he's not going to MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I I fully believe that it's there's a high likelihood that actually he'll go backwards when he is no longer being coached by Stadge and given the kind of opportunities that Stadge has given him. Um, and I think we also know that the rumour is that uh, Ulysses de Villa has mm. also signed out That's there. That's the big one, yeah. The world game, we're running with that as, as very much a done deal. Two tens. So who's getting the game time out there all the time and who's not? Or are they going to both play out of position or how does that actually work? So um, good luck if um, if you haven't soiled us, but um, but I feel like I've been shat on. I'll, I'll never begrudge a player moving on to, to further their career. Not at all. Agree. But I don't think this is the move that's going to further his career. And if he's made it, then you can go. I don't, I don't give a shit. Get out. I, I agree with all that. If Obviously, it's not announced yet or anything, but- if it is, then catch you later. Yep. Let's spend that money elsewhere and let's do some smart recruiting. I hope but, we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I. <clears throat> back on last night, though, I think there's obviously a few other things that we noticed too with, I think, Matty Simon definitely wasn't his normal self. Uh, probably at fault for the second goal, giving the, way, giving the ball away on halfway pretty poorly. Uh, gets subbed or dragged at halftime, leaning towards dragged. <laughs> Um, and then obviously doesn't reappear on the bench mm. uh, after full time. And then word is he was seen elsewhere in the ground, uh, but not back out on the bench uh, like most normal players would. So, yeah, 
Strange that, one. Strange. That back to your earlier point. How did we get four days? How did something, we, how did we go something from has great happened. dressing room to something has happened? I mean, that factored in. Like there was this, another thing I noticed too. I pretty sure it was before they scored. I can't quite remember, remember but either way, um, I think it was. Oh, I've had a mind like who it was from the Jets, but all he gives away a free kick. And then he kicks out that whoever it was on the ground. Mm. Clearly quite frustrated at everything. Not something you would see him do and not the smartest thing to be doing as a captain uh, in that situation with your season on the line. Mm. Just a lot of just a lot of attitude things last night were just completely night and day compared to the McCarthy game. And it's it's yeah. I don't know. I don't weird have an things. answer. It's it's just weird, weird things, and you know we've obviously heard a few things, and it's the first time we've heard that all season. Alan looked uncomfortable, as uncomfortable of, as I've seen him for some time in the post match uh, press conference. wasn't angry like he seemed uh, against uh, City when we went down. Um, wasn't um, you know super proud and positive in the way that he was uh, when we played against MacArthur the other day. Just looked uncomfortable and uh, just the whole thing to me just seemed fishy. Hope it's wrong, but just all seemed fishy all yeah. night. Shit performance, shit game. Very very frustrating. I don't, I, I don't think I've been that angry leaving a game even throughout all the <laughs> all the crappy seasons. I mean even. Even the 8-2 games, because at that stage it was just like, yeah, whatever, just, you know, fold the club and get it over with. But last last night, finally with something to play for and we turn up and do that, just, just not good enough. When you think that, you know, we're starting to turn a corner and that's what this season had to be and I think we have still. It's not the end of the world, but... Those sorts of performances, what we saw last night, is what we've seen the last sort of four or five seasons in terms of the attitude and the effort for some players. Uh, that needs to go, and possibly the game plan. That I, I don't know. It, 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 to be well, honest, that's another thing. So we we bring on Buddy Allo at halftime, and we just once again don't play to his strengths. We don't put any balls in over the top like we saw with Gianni and Urania, uh against Macarthur. You're playing against Bugard and Top or Stanley. Bugard, too. They the, just absolutely monstered us. Their the legs have been night. gone for the last ten fucking years. Oh yeah. god, damn it! Like, um, put it over the top, turn the defenders around, turn them around. use his speed. <clears throat> yeah, like all of, all the subs we made last night just had no impact. You know, we bring on Lewis Miller, who is more interested in winning free kicks than actually playing the fucking ball. <laughs> we didn't have what it took to unlock. You know, like the Kings of Newcastle. Bus depot was parked on the box, and we pretty much camped outside the depot, and we just didn't have anything there that could unlock it. And and for me, sitting in the stand, it looked like two things: one, we didn't have somebody in the pitch, anybody in the pitch by that stage, who I felt was the leader that we needed to sort of rouse the troops and and push us to do what we had to do to get something from this game. So we so we didn't have that, and we didn't have the creativity that we needed to be able to unlock. 
like that kind of bus depot, you know, slip in between a couple of buses and um, put somebody like a Lou into a little space in the box and get a shot away or or get one of those clowns at the back to um, kick him in the shins and give us a pen that then brings us into the game a little bit because we're only two goals behind. If we get a goal with 10 minutes to go, then we've got something. But I had to sit there 15 minutes to go and say to my brother, you know what, it's not so much that we're not winning here or that we're losing, it's that we look absolutely clueless to solve this problem. Like mm. what exactly – what is out there right now that is going to be the solution to this? And like you said, we're only two goals behind and then in the 65th minute we're being off Nisbet and Bazanic. Uh Bazanic obviously succumbed or gave up to whatever injury that we think he may have gone into the game with. And I, I have no idea, but it looked like he was maybe grabbing his hamstring or like a hamstring or like a thigh or something. I'm not sure. But could you imagine now if he if we started him and have aggravated some sort of problem? And it's worse and he's out for the rest of the season? Yeah. Like, like there's only one game left, but if we when, when, when we make the finals. Oh, the positivity's back. Uh and if he's out, that like what a stuff up that is. Mm, Massive. Let's not even think that far. Ahead. Yeah. And then so we bring on Casella, who I think is a pretty good player, and then we bring on Yonotta, who you know, I don't know. What is a Yonotta? I, I don't know. What like what 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 does he provide? I've seen some people say that he looks quite good, but I don't see it. And so they're on for 25 minutes, nearly half an hour, and we still don't create anything. There's no problem-solve sort of solution there. Didn't even look like it. No, and I think probably Kowal maybe touched the ball three times. Yeah, not, well, not, not enough. Did, did we even have a shot in the second half? <laughs> I don't think we did. And if we did, it... Was nowhere near. You might say that. Uh, I think you, actually, I think Lewis Miller had a shot at some point in the second right, half actually. when he was not yeah. trying to win a free kick. He was better than the bloke he came on for, though Miller. Well, he did actually, and he did have an impact. Absolutely. Um, you might say that Yonata is one of those who, uh, if we've lost those players that you're talking about, would be the person who could unlock that kind of defence. Who we, or at least that's probably the premise on which we signed him, but. It wasn't there and, you know, not having a go. This is a bloke who's played about 10 minutes in the last three months, um, you know. So how can you expect him to be fully integrated with the team? Yeah. Um, wh- have we already rumoured about the possibility that he might not be around next you're year? You're saying you're not going to be here next season or? <laughs> Leave the dad jokes for me, Pete. <laughs> oh, but come on, man. <laughs> You're not to know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not a wrong, but, uh, <laughs> but, but but yeah. So <laughs> he never looked like it, and oh, uh, so you yeah. know, if that wasn't enough evidence that probably that is the right theory anyway, then um, you're not looking at what's going on. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Uh, um, look, let's. Um, can we do the one positive from last night? I was about to say. Okay, let's go, let's let's do it. Daniel fucking Hall. Oh my, yep, cool. Um, deserved. Um, Hall Bay. We've as just, yes, as, um, as co presidents of the official Dan Hall fan club uh, here in the room, just seen, uh, it's just come through that he was voted as fans player of the match and very much deservedly so. What a, uh, what a game he had. Yeah, look, it wasn't hard to get a man in the match from yeah, our team well, last night, but yeah. he played fantastic. Mm. Looked super calm. Very comfortable, mm. didn't look like he was under pressure, uh, made a couple of very Ruan-esque interceptions and tackles, mm. um, really good with the ball at his feet, 
everything that we've seen from MPL and youth. Uh, and obviously what we saw against Sydney FC uh, earlier in the season and his, and his other little cameo against Sydney as well mm-hmm. uh, slotted in perfectly. It's what I know. The thing that I noticed was that on the ball stuff because he had the confidence, even though he's he's playing in his third game and has had rare minutes, and he had the confidence when he got on the ball to do the thing that we've seen him do in the youth and to bring the ball forward, eliminate the man who's uh, in front of him, and put himself in a position to make a good pass. And we've we have and he did that, and we've relied on uh, Ruan mostly to do that. Um, so far this season. So to see Dan come into the team, not look, um, uh, you know, nervous, but look calm, composed and show the confidence to actually play instead of, you know, getting rid of it, which is maybe the safe option. I don't know. I'm no professional footballer, but to me, I'd be, you know, frightened that I'd be going to lose a ball and who knows what's going to happen. But no, he he made those, um, those movements forward and made good balls and he damn near, Demney saved that ridiculous deflection second goal. He did. With, yeah. with a diving header that ended up, um, he was caught in the net. Um, so, yeah, I don't know who was second place, but it was a fair way behind Dan. I think I said Marco Arrenia, but um, <laughs> he was a fair way behind. 40, just over 40 passes, 80, 83%. 83% accuracy. And guess how many backward passes? Zero. One. One. Okay. One. So, about equal amounts of forward left and right, and yeah. one back pass, which I, I think that speaks to probably how comfortable he was. Yeah. Yeah, he's always I mean, had that sort of confidence yeah, as well, we've, which is so good to see it at this level. Yeah, we've yeah. obviously obviously seen plenty of times, you know, it's obviously when you have to do it, you have to do it, but passing battle to the goalkeeper can be a frustration of some people, <laughs> and you would maybe expect a younger player like that, young in his A-League career, to, you know, be not as sort of comfortable on the ball and want to go the super safe option more times than not, but he clearly didn't. So, well no. done to him. More of that, please, because he'll obviously be playing the rest of the season however long that lasts. So. And in your face to some of the doubters because um, there have been some doubters about whether he's been ready. And, uh, <laughs> well. What's your address? <laughs> hey, watch the game. <laughs> yeah. No, as if you'd ever doubt him. Don't watch the game, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watch watch Hall. Just, yeah, Dan Cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, very, very well done. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. 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 Of course, looking at other Central Coast and Australian football uh, news, the Central Coast Mariners Academy got the bickies on Sunday Arvo at Plume Park. 1-0 win over Mounties Wanderers. Um, lol, Mark Morich. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sue that Um, Of course it was uh, Jing Riku put us ahead It uh, took 86 minutes to break the deadlock though Um, Sweeping home from a set piece there We're still four points outside the top four Which is of course that guaranteed promotion space Um, But uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get the job done We've got Blacktown Spartans at home On Sunday again at 3pm at Plume So yeah, every chance we'll um, get the job done there. A horrific 90 minutes of Plume Park football. Oh. It wasn't vintage, was it? It was horrible against Mounties who were in last place. Mm. Uh, not good. <laughs> Very tough to watch. Uh, three, take the three points and run. Um, lots of changes, though, in the side from what from last time we saw. Um, well, last time I saw at least anyway. Um, obviously, they've been away for quite a few weeks. Um, not 
getting very good results. So I'm, I <laughs> honestly am not sure if Monty made a few changes just for the game on the weekend or if that's the side he's sort of been running with for a while. Um, but Max Ballard was out there starting in midfield, didn't really stand out. If I'm honest, yeah, uh, and considering the season that he had last year as well, considering the season that most of these guys had last year, because Harry yeah. Steele was back in the side this week as well, yeah, um, didn't look up to full fitness, I think, because he had a delayed start to the season. How good is it to see Jacob Farrell back at left back? Very good. He he was he came into the side last season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last season. He was playing 18s last season. And he's 16 or something. I think he's 18 now. He's 18 now, um, yeah. Yeah, he was 17 when he made the step up to first grade last season yeah. and stood didn't out. miss a beat. Didn't stood miss a beat. out at yeah. left back massively as holding his own against, you know, men. Men, yeah. Um, and the, the, there's not too much of him, so I suspect he's probably got a bit more growing to do too to sort of thicken right. out a little bit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, more than holds his own at left back, um, which is obviously good to see. Mm. Um, but, yeah, not, not many other – standouts from that game for us or for them. <laughs> but if I'm honest, the quality of the game was uh, rivaled the quality of last night's game, <laughs> We were talking about that last night. It's actually tough to choose between what was the worst 90 minutes. They were both pretty rubbish. We spent the first half of the first half trying to figure out who several of the players were. That was the level of changes going on. Yeah. And uh, uh, and uh, the, the result, well, yeah, it could have gone either way. Although mm. I think that we probably shaded it in the opportunities, we didn't really create stuff, which was the was the main thing I thought. So, Where have I seen that before? Yeah. <laughs> so we got a little bit lucky, but we got a little bit of a run now of home games. I think, if I'm not wrong, uh, back at home again this this Sunday against the Spartans. Uh, so hopefully we can start accumulating those points we need to get ourselves feeling like we're in a better position to be going up. Yeah, if you can get down there this Sunday, Arvo, of course, please make sure you do. Um, the more the merrier. Uh, get behind the boys at Plume and, um, yeah, see, um, I think Matthew Cahill's back in the side now as well, returned from his loan spell over in Hong Kong last season's Golden Boot winner across the entire NPL comp. So um, he's another one that might be pushing for um, maybe knocking on the door of a first-team appearance at some point in time. Central Coast United travelled down to Dunbar Rovers on, I think that was Saturday night, uh, just gone, unfortunately, going down 2-1 very late in the game. They're currently sitting in seventh position, four points off the top five, which is finals, uh, but the top eight do go up. Uh, it was Adam Woodbine who got the solitary goal for Central Coast United there, so... Um, as things stand, they're still in a position to be promoted to MPL2 next year. So, yeah, watch this space. Of course, the big news that came out during the week is that uh, Paramount and Channel 10 have got the Australian uh, or the A-League and W-League TV rights um, in a $200 million, I think it was a five-year deal. A few dollars involved in that. Less than the current or less than the- Less than the previous normal, one, but more than the current one. Less than the pre-pandemic <laughs> normal Foxtel <laughs> <Yeah>. deal. <laughs> <laughs> but a decent amount more than right. the current one because I yeah. think the current one is 32 pl- uh, including Contra mm. uh, and the new one is 40 a year including Contra. And I think it's got other things built in there that uh, even though less money, hopefully be more beneficial like the free-to-air game. Free-to-air uh, game's uh, that huge. Will be, I yeah. think it's a Saturday. It's going to be a Saturday. I don't yeah. know if they specified which one, but I assume the seven, like the – at the moment, game, a, whatever, like the prime o'clock. time game. Yeah, at the moment, it's the five o'clock that's free to air, but yeah, it's yet to be yeah. seen what they'll do with it. And um, W League on 10 bold on uh, on Sunday, Arvos, I think mm. they were saying they were going to do. So another another streaming device, Moz, that you'll have to download. <laughs> if if you would like help, please reach out to the young I'm, people I'm, around. I'm quite savvy with my streaming devices. In <laughs> you fact, are actually. In fact, 
In fact, some people are not, you know, it was sort of like sarcastic, um, another streaming um, company I'm going to have to pay because I, I get it. I pay I, for Stan, yeah. Disney, Netflix, Optus, you name it, I pay for it and probably a few others I didn't mention. But I also pay for Fox and I pay big bucks for Fox. So I have very quickly worked out that I can still have MotoGP, I can still have <laughs> F1, I can still have the A-League, um, I can still have all of these things and pretty much pay probably half what I'm paying Fox at the moment and the rest of their stuff is absolute diabolical. Oh, they haven't put so out are something. are you canning Fox? Well, I'm, I'm on the precipice. Yeah, for sure. Oh, are you canning Fox? Man? I can't wait to can it. Yeah, I've, I've only got KO. I canned my Fox ages ago and went to KO. Um, but I'll be scrapping it as soon as the season's done. I cannot wait. Yeah. My um, wife has been saying, you know, why are we still keeping Fox? And I keep saying to her because I want to watch the MotoGP. I want to watch the F1 Grand Prix. Mm. I want to watch all the sessions of those and I want to watch the A-League. Um, so now I believe I can get off that wagon gracefully and uh, – Feel good about it. And what? They're talking less than 10 bucks for Paramount? Eight ninety nine a month is the current subscription price there. That launches on the 11th of August off the top of my head. Um, but, of course, if you are an existing Mariners member or a member of any A-League club, keep your ears to the ground um, because there are things in the works there that um, – yeah, might save you a bit of coin. They're pretty, pretty attractive sort of offers. Wow! Can I? Can Are you take a salesperson, my, Peter Price? <laughs> take my money now. Can I have a sound effect, please? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't swear for that. True. <laughs> True. And I think, I think the other point as well that's also important to note is that uh, CB, no, sorry, yeah, CBS Viacom whatever yeah. have bought a stake in the APL. That's huge. That's so that, massive. They, I think it's only two percent, but. They have a now. They have a vested interest to make sure that it does well. Actual skin in the game. So, yeah. 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 But, so but I think that's huge. One thing I didn't say there was that for me anyway. That free to air game, and hopefully we can experience some growth if that gets some actual you know traction. That is to me a game changer. That's what we've been wishing for for the last sixteen years. I don't even know what what is the free to air game on now. ABC. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's no five, idea. the five o'clock game on Saturday nights is on ABC. The more you know. Mm. Well, yeah, hopefully a bit more exposure on Channel Ten. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 right. You know, being because a mainstream station. Yeah, and it will be we will be the only sport major sport that they have because they obviously lost a big batch to Fox. And I mean, Channel Ten were they were pretty big in the initial growth of the big bash. They did huge things with the big um, bash. I really enjoyed what they did with it. Yeah, and you could probably argue now that the big bash has sort of fallen off, whether it's the novelty or whether it's the coverage. Probably a little bit of both, maybe. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm excited. Did we come to agreement that they will not be bidding on these some of these things and that's part of the agreement? That Yeah, that is part yeah. of the agreement. So they won't be able to bid for NRL or AFL um, during the five-year contract term with the A-League. Um, hearing whispers out of um, Paramount and their acquisition side of things as well, they're going to be making a very big play at the English Premier League as well. Yo, baby. Another streaming service I'm getting off, perhaps. Yeah. You'll <laughs> you'll never get it on at a pub, but <laughs> imagine walking into a pub and go, "Can you please Chromecast uh, the Paramount for the A League on the main TV?" They would just look at you like you got eight heads. But Surely, in, they- in saying that, there's there's next to no pubs out there. There's none on the coast that actually have Optus Sport. You can't yeah. get Premier League. They're like, on- no, nope, race night at bloody Dapto's on. Yeah. Fuck off. Right? There's an opportunity for that um, supporters trust p- pub there, isn't there? 
where we will actually have the streaming service <laughs> on and we will be able to watch those away games and any games we want true, yes, when it absolutely. happens. True, so. Well, hopefully Paramount have some more attractive sort of commercial licensing options than Optus did because I know when they first went to market, um, it was nothing short of extortionate for, for a pub to sign up to Optus Sport. It yeah. was ridiculous and that's why next to no one took it. And uh, if the rumours are true and they do lose the Premier League rights and it does go elsewhere, whether that be Stan or Paramount or Amazon or DAZN, um, yeah, I think they would probably look to walk away from football completely. And I mean, the Champions League, they essentially lost the Champions League for a couple of weeks until Sportsflick were like, oh, we lost the email that said we got the loan from the bank. Oops, we can't pay for it now. Um, So, I mean... Imagine if they lost the EPL, then the Champions League. Mm. What are they left with? Europa, the J League. I think the Champions League and Europa League are bundled. I are think they? I could be wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're left with J League. There's also K-League? the Conference League now as well. I think oh, K League went the to. K League's um, gone to Sports League, I think, sports hasn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I think they've got the J League still and not much else. So yeah. they want to be careful, of this because I, uh, I, I, I think that I think I reckon I think their coverage is really good at the EPL and I the Champions love League. Yeah. The production value has been fantastic. But. Well, well made because I'm mm. I love that that the service that they're providing, yeah. but their actual billing and their administration and their rela- customer relations absolute oh, rubbish. Yeah, because I'm, mm. I'm Optus Mobile and Optus Internet as well, and. Um, yeah, no. See, I'm not. It it's took poor. me four months to get 15 bucks back out of them when they overcharged me in the World Cup two years ago, <laughs> and I'm still bitter about it. The service is great, but yeah. they're trying to work with them. There's no phone it number. There's no you, service. You can't even email them. You have mm. to get in the app, and then they don't get back to you. And, uh, yeah, and they expect you to sit there and wait for a response on the app. That um, comes two days later. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> I have had big dramas. That's that's an entire podcast episode on it, so we'll come back to that next week. Um, of course, uh, some of the really positive news out of this sportingnews.com have reported that simon hill could be one of the commentators for uh paramount so pretty exciting to have the voice of australian football back on the airwaves or the tv waves or whatever you call them yeah should be number one on the uh, number one on the transfer list mm. mr simon hill i miss him uh Please don't sign Speedy. Or You've got to bring in Archie Thompson. Slater no, it's or just not the Thompson. same. With that. I was going to say, itch. looking forward to no a speedy Harper. transition. <laughs> I've my stance. My stance on um, on Harper is actually actually softened. Um, I, look, since Speed got worse. Since Speed got worse. That's hundred <laughs> percent. That is exactly correct, though. You're to not, be totally yeah. honest. To be totally honest, I actually don't mind Harper. Or Slater as on the I can't stand Slater. I can't that's fair. Stand that's him. that's fine. I'm sure not he many just people sounds so sour. The not many time, people man. will agree with me, but I don't mind those two on the co-coms mm. when they just chime in every now and then. Yeah, Harper, Speedy doing a play-by-play. I have to mute the fucking TV <laughs> because it's just horrible. <laughs> It's the reinvention of the rules that he wants to make. I'm sick of listening to that sermon about what we should be doing and how the rules should be. I mean, I don't know why he's not the director of IFAB, to be perfectly honest, (laughs) because he's directing them by proxy. Mark Bosnich, I'm a bit sort of indifferent about. Um, I just find him a little bit cringy. I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't like his weather reports. I don't need to know it's 13 (laughs) degrees fucking Celsius. It's 90. It's eight knots in a easterly. Fucking direction. Shut up. Yeah, just when I think he's... Okay, just I'll stop swearing he's, now. Just when I think he's a bit rubbish, he does something nice, like points out to Jack Clisby yeah, that he our fans these, are He has these weird so sort of moments. Go, oh, mm. oh, he's okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, from from that whole thing, I would sign Hill, Adam Peacock, Robbie Cornthwaite. I actually really like 
Jamie Harmwell and uh, Adam Papalia that do the oh, yeah. Perth Glory games. Yeah. Like yeah. those two. They're not bad. Um, Teo Pelizzari. Teo, please. In New Zealand. Um, New Zealand. Oh, Jason Pine in that. <laughs> Good thanks. Um, yeah, I'd definitely take Peacock across as a presenter. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, word is that they are going to do some sort of, I think, did they say midweek or pregame to- Magazine show. Some sort yeah. of magazine show. I can't remember if it was midweek or- It was midweek. Yeah. yeah. They, they will be doing pregame shows as well. They so. need like a like a AFL 360 or like a NRL 360 type- not, not really like a round table, but do like a bit of- Panel know, sort of show. More yeah. like a sort of like a casual sit on couches, yeah, like what, chat about football. Like what they're doing Optus at the moment with 100%. Richard Bayless and stuff like that. Yeah. 100%. That's exactly what they need that just yep. to engage, you know, I think probably- Engage the common man. Engage <laughs> engage your core audience yes. as a marketing Analyze. person might say. Yeah. They know what the demographic is, so they need to cater to it. Yeah. To wrap that up, I'm pretty keen for it. Um, World Cup qualifiers start this week. Um, here we go. No sleep coming up. 4th of June, we take on Kuwait. Uh, 8th of June, Chinese, Taipei. 12th of June, Nepal. And 16th of June, we take on Jordan. I don't have the times for those. So, um, yeah. Stupid o'clock is the time for those. Yeah, that's, that's all I could remember. Um, but, yeah, no sleep. Go, everyone. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm expecting. Well, I think Arnie's already said that he's going to get some minutes. So, very, very excited to see him in the national team set up. And finally, Kieran Backus is set for a uh, six-figure switch to a uh, big club over in Hungary, Ferenc Varos. Um, What'd you call me? <laughs> Isn't that a character of Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, interesting move. He had a, lo- a move lined up to oh, someone else, a decent side as well, but it wasn't in Hungary before it all fell over, before the pandemic and that. Mm. Um, it'll, so- be, it'll be interesting to see what they do here because I think without Kieran Backus... The Wanderers are nowhere. I mean, they're not in a good spot on the table at the moment, mm. but they're nowhere near that. He's he's been massive. I think Ugarkovic comes season. in and, and just covers that though. I yeah, think. but I mean, Ugarkovic isn't really a goal scorer though, is he? I mean, no, that's true. Backus yeah. is sort of chips in here and chips there. in with a, f- a few goals, more than a few, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, he'll be hard to replace. Must be some coaching work to do, and I don't think there's much <laughs> chance of that being done because the first time Ugarkovic played, then didn't they go down five 0 after winning a couple of games? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's working well. Good, well, the fraud's in charge. How's so. that winning team, Zygmunt? Yeah, fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mm. been burning me. is of course that time of the pod where we answer your questions thank you so much for all the questions that have come in across facebook ccmfans.net and twitter this afternoon um i'm bracing myself to go sliding back into a bit of a pit of despair because i know that so many of these questions are going to be about last night so let's do it andy jennings first up uh really off night for the boys do you guys think it was fatigue uh, also, he asks, how much better was Lewis Miller this week and should he be starting ahead of Stefan Negro? Love your work, fellas. Lewis Miller's a weird one, firstly. Um, like I was sort of saying before, he he frustrates me with this whole must-win-a-free-kick every time he has the ball. I think if he just played the ball, played it 
a bit smarter, which is a very sort of simplistic way to look at it. But he has all of the attributes to be a good footballer. I've seen in the past that he is a good footballer. Um, but when he gets on the pitch sometimes in in the first team, he just does some strange things. Strange things. But I think I think as an attacking option with a bit more with a bit more with a bit more coaching, I think he potentially could be a better outlet than what Stefan Negro has been probably the back end of the season. Haven't given up on Negro yet. He's uh, still did have a few moments last night, especially early on, that were positive. But um, Lewis has made a good difference uh, several times in, uh, in well in recent times. Um, but you're right, Boise. Less free kicks, more stepovers, more go round your man. More stepovers. Yeah, okay. more stepovers <laughs> without looking for the free kick. Use it to go round the man, not get the free kick. Yeah. And then um, make uh, some decent crosses and um, have it, have the boys in the middle on notice by doing that, that he's going to do that and therefore be ready for those crosses. So, but, but yeah, 50-50 on the pair of them, really. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it was any fatigue. I think, like we said before, it was more of an attitude thing. Something's... Yeah. Or plan, or, yeah, combination. Something's going on in the last few days. Julie Puddock uh, asks, why is Stensner starting? All he does is stand around looking at the play. Why aren't we putting pressure on the opposition? We're giving them too much room to pass and then blaming each other when the opposition score a goal. Um, I've said it before, but Gianni was their best player in the first five or six games of the season mm. and most important. Uh, probably hasn't recaptured that form. Um maybe except in the odd game here and there. Newcastle away the other week. MacArthur last week. Mm. Um, thought he was... He was immense against MacArthur. Yeah, thought he was pretty good against City mm. when we lost. Um, but, yeah, last night was not at the races. Had some poor moments in the game, but... Actually, I'm going to be controversial, as I always am, and say that Julie has exposed my clear lack of knowledge about football because I disagree <laughs> a fair bit with that with that assessment. In fact, I was um, saying things like, look at that from Gianni, that is absolute silk. And uh, so, yes, I felt that he didn't um, uh, get back to defend uh, in the first goal instance, and I think think he might have even had some involvement in oh no he did um try hard to get back he tried for the to second cover goal. he tried to cover for negro for the second goal which when you watch the replay negro is not even in the screen i don't know i literally don't know where he was i think he went for a walk or something because he's not there <laughs> but gianni is in my please sign soon list if yeah. not already signed i'd absolutely be keeping him for next season i think it's a bit of a harsh, harsh assessment here from uh, from julie Statistically, last night he was decent, um, won 100% of his tackles, um, 85% passing rate with more than a third of those going forward. Um, to be fair, though. 100% of his take-ons, five out of seven of his aerial duels. Yeah, it's not too bad. To be fair to Julie, everyone looked a bit like that in moments last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's funny how people view the Dan game, Hall. isn't it? Like, other than Dan Hall, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing about opinions. We're all experts at the end of the day, aren't we? Yeah. So. Beer has pretty much did it the whole game. Oof. <laughs> Just saying. Goodness gracious. Um, Emma Fitzgerald, anyone else really disappointed with the impact of our visa players so far? Only one regularly on the pitch, and he hasn't had a consistent impact. Urania's been our best by far, one of the best players in His, the team full stop. The best visa player we've had since Zvonsvike. In a long time. Or maybe yeah. Hilario, but Yeah. Yeah. In, in terms of impact, though, I'd put him up there above Hilario. Yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. Pure impact. Um, 
you're not a nope. Uh, he's, you're even, not going to make the grade. He's you're not going to be here anymore. <laughs> We're still at it. I've even forgotten. No, that's not it. Hang on, Yankovic. Yankovic, yes. Yankovic will not be here next season. No. He was a bit of a project, so, you know. I, also, hard to be disappointed in someone that we've seen literally three minutes of. But. <laughs> he didn't do bad in the three minutes, but no, nothing wrong. But um, He nearly scored in that three minutes as well. He true. lashed one into the side netting, didn't <laughs> yeah. he? So, you know, but um, but I would say that if he's given that he's only had three minutes, then the club is surely disappointed with that project. Mm. Yeah. So, no to that. Um, you're not a seemingly a nice fella. Have a nice um, return to wherever. Hope you hope you enjoyed your holiday. Mm. Um, and uh, Marco Aranya, if we can re-sign him, then we should throw he's money at 31. him. He's 31. He's still arguably in his prime. Did you guys know yeah. he scored at a World Cup? I have heard that. <laughs> I have heard that before. I should oh, look it I up right now. I can't say I'm surprised. I'd give him two years. I'd give him two years. 100%. The season. Yeah. Pay, him, pay him almost what he wants. Pay the man. Don't go too crazy, but uh, 100% deserves it. Um and, yeah, there's obviously a wider sort of discussion there what happens next season in terms of other players around him. But, yes, please, needs to be one of the first on the books. Totally expect others are chasing him, so we need to be ahead of that game. I hope we are ahead of that game and I hope we can afford to keep him because you know what happens with foreigners. First year, usually hard. Mm. Second year, usually better. So what does that mean for next year? <laughs> yeah, baby, come on, Marco. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it. Gary Thomas, g'day Gary. Uh, why do we persist with Allo? His in his head, he's in Stuttgart already. We have Hatch and Smiley. Why don't they get more game time? Yeah, Allo's gone for me. He's been gone for a while. His head's gone. <laughs> he's, yeah. His head's gone. He obviously he came on against Macarthur. Nearly scored a wonder goal that would have went oh straight to Stuttgart the yeah. next morning. Yeah. Up on their Facebook and up on their Twitter pages and all that sort of stuff. But. I mean, besides that, it's the only thing he's done in the last month and a half since it was announced, really. He's he's completely gone. I don't know how you fix that because he knows that he's going. He, you know, I don't want to question his effort or his attitude or anything, but whether it's consciously or subconsciously, there's clearly a, uh, I'm not going to try too hard here because so, I don't want to get injured or I want to just get the seasons done and get over to Germany. So. Which is a strange thing for me because we've seen how Allo played all through his youth career here in the first the first half of the season, and he's always been one hundred and ten percent all action, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and we just have not seen that from him at all. So whether yeah. it is, as you say, subconscious or conscious, I don't know. I will say as well, though, I don't think we've been playing to his strengths. Well, Definitely. yeah, that was the other in the thing. Last he hasn't been getting the same sort of service as he did. Yeah. But I feel like a, we had a similar question last week and I probably said that um, even though we're not playing to his strengths, he was making things happen and he was doing it with that 110% stuff you're talking about, Pete, and that isn't really happening for him at the moment. And when we bring him on last night, that's what we wanted from him or hoped to get from him and we didn't see that. Um, had he scored that goal out at MacArthur, we would be cheering his praises. Um, but um, it didn't, and uh, that's really been the only sparkling moment. Um, but, um, yeah, no disrespect to him, but seems he may be on his way metaphorically. <laughs> Just touching on the, the Hatch and Smiley side of things there, Hatch is uh, he's not a striker. Um, I know he came on for that game against MacArthur up top and scored with his first ever touch in A-League football, fantastic. Um, and that was, you know, a deliberate ploy by Stadge um, to try and get him in behind, use his pace and turn the defenders around. But, yeah, he's, he's more a natural sort of left back or left wing back. 
Um, and Smiley. Smiley's more of a wide player as well, um, or has developed into more of a wide player throughout the last couple of years in, in the MPL. So in terms of out-and-out strikers, you know, who else do we have really? You've got- Nobody maybe- that's made a massive, you know, you can- Argue Matthew Cahill, but probably not quite there yet. No, so, nobody that's Damien Sakanis again. He's a big fan. Stadge is a big fan of his, but he's out for the next couple of weeks still with that broken hand. So that's the longest healing hand in history. Yeah, but right. Yeah, we must we, have done some damage. Yeah, we we just don't really have anyone else besides who we have there at the mm. moment to <laughs> to throw in. Yeah, there's always things we can try, but uh, well, we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. Um, Kevy Coops. On a positive note, he feels that Negro and Urania combined well. Uh, he also asks, what was up with the ground announcer? <laughs> he was off. <laughs> um, yeah, the ground announcer had an off night, didn't he? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on him too much because I would never do it, never. But it was. It was different. It was it different. Was not what I was expecting. Um, it was different. Yeah, possibly hard act to follow from recent, recent <laughs> oh, ground announcers. I've just heard the other ground announcers <laughs> a great bloke. I heard he's a fuckwit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like him though because his approach was Matt Simon off. Someone else on. Oh, really? Like, um, can we not say it like that? Uh, can we of, at I least say of... Matt Simon is replaced? How by should it be said? Um, substitution for your Central Coast Mariners leaving the field number nineteen. Matt Simon, he's being replaced by number 29, Allo Qual. That's that? more like it. Imagine a ground announcer saying it like that. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Imagine if you knew a guy that could do that. Imagine if we yeah. Um, also, yeah. Don't stress, no Kevin. It'll be, um, it'll be yeah, situation normal again on Saturday, mate. I'll be back. Um, yeah, where, where was the ground announcer? He was drinking beers and yelling into a megaphone in basic <laughs> <laughs> How unprofessional. <laughs> Here's my note off. Um, Stewie McAteer, why did we keep trying balls in the air into the box against the back five that is probably the tallest in the league? Also, why continue with two defensive midfield players at 2-0 down when the opposition is playing a back five? Great question. <laughs> I think we answered it already. The first though. part of your question is bang on. Yeah. yeah. Why are we lobbing balls to the tallest, most beefy <laughs> centre-back pairing in the league who are 40,000 years old between them, who are as slow as Aaron with a dodgy knee, um, why? And it's not the only team their that we've done it against skill, Their remaining skill, their only remaining skill is headers. Yeah, mm. it's uh, it's not the only team we've done that against recently. We When Matty Simon's on the pitch, I understand it to an extent, but it's it's... It's not working. It doesn't work with no. the players that we have. And then for some reason, when Kowal gets on, we keep on trying it. I mean, no. no. And the no. succinct answer is that we didn't have anyone who could unlock the bus depot. And yeah. so, yeah, we, we needed that unlocking player and they did not exist last night. The first part of the question was so good, I forgot the second part. <laughs> Why do we continue with two defensive midfield players at 2-0 down when the opposition is playing a back five plus a deep midfielder? Um, You'd have to ask Stadge. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. You have to ask Stadge. I mean, we... Brought on, we brought on Casella and we mm. took off Mizanic and Nisbet at the same time. So, you, you know, I don't know. You can argue that we, we tried to go a, a bit more attacking. Mm. Uh, but still with Yonotta, I'm not sure is he an attacking or a defending DM. He's like caught in the middle somewhere. It was, it's, yeah, it's kind of odd. He was presented yeah. to us as a, either a wide left midfielder or a uh, or a 10. So yeah. he has played at six and eight and he said that he hated it. 
whatever. Best suited on the moments, plane. It's not even sure that Stadge knew the answer to that question, <laughs> no. to be honest. Last Best suited night. on the plane back home. <laughs> uh, Sasha Laszlo, um, how did we get beaten by a team that's on the bottom of the ladder? Was there no determin- no determination to be competitive last night? No, there wasn't. Yeah. That is one reason. Yes. Yeah. Our, everything sucked about last night, but the attitude of literally almost everyone on the field was the worst thing. Mm. Um, Liam Kavanagh, how deep do you guys think we'll go into the finals? We can obviously perform well having beaten MacArthur, but then we drop off last night against Newcastle. Consistency is key. How does Stadge get that back? Go back to the MacArthur stuff (laughs) and and deep. Yeah. Deep. Do whatever the heck we did in the lead up that, that four days prior to the MacArthur game and then the MacArthur game. Play like last night. Shallow. Oh, we're done. Maybe yeah. even dry. <laughs> we played like last last night on um, on this coming Saturday, and we're a fair chance of not even making finals. So. Yeah. Well, the Brisbane game is on, like right now. It's about to start as we're recording this, so we need Brisbane to at least pick up a point mm. in that, mm. and then I think we're right. Draw would be nice. Draw would be a nice. draw. A draw tonight, and we're in, aren't we, in the Brisbane game? Because then yeah. Wellington can't. But jump. I want a top four finish. I want a home final. I just that's yeah. Since we've been a shout of making the finals, I didn't care if we finish second, third, or fourth, but just anywhere there. Give me a home final. Yeah. I want it to happen. I want to see that stadium, like, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12,000. There's so much to ask. Please. We've also cooked our ACL chances after last night too. Yeah, I mean, we need to win the FA Cup now. <laughs> that's that's the more frustrating thing. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Uh, we don't have the squad to manage both an FA Cup run, an ACL run, or any ACL games, and a league. Like, we'd be so cooked. It's ridiculous. No. Um, would have been nice, so you know, a bit more exposure and maybe potentially investment, but is what it is. That ship has sailed, and I don't want to talk about it. Um, Jeffrey Clear, g'day, mate. Um, Bazonic for me was far from impressive, and I think United should have started and subbed Bauman on in the second half. Yeah, agreed. Bazonic playing through injury. Yep, as we said, was no good. I don't think United should have started. Mm. Um, yeah, see ya. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Casella on the left and Nizzy in Boz's role. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Worked okay for us earlier in the season. Yeah, first game of season against them here. Mm. Got the win. Um, geez, this is start like I can tell the feel the vibe of the room is just <laughs> it's just sunk We're into We're diving a pit. back into it. Yeah. Uh, Jack Keane asks about Yonotta as well and his lack of game time. Um, I think we've uh, we've pretty well covered that off. Um, Tristan Robertson asks about Qual and his uh, his level of enthusiasm since signing, <laughs> signing for Stuttgart. That's Eric, not what the question says, Pete. Yeah, has Qual given zero fucks since <laughs> signing for Stuttgart? Uh, population says yes. Population does say yes. Um, Eric Ponson. Um, g'day, Eric. He's a big fan of the show. I know that. Um, will this in any way affect our chances in the ACL? Well, yep. We've just mentioned. Good segue. Yeah. <laughs> All gone. Jamie Palmer's another one who wasn't a fan of Gianni's um, performance last night. I'd don't think he was that far off the pace, but maybe I need to sit down and watch the replay sober. I don't no, want to do that. I'm, I'm not, not watching the replay. I'm not watching that. I, went, I went to put the replay Enough. on today and I just could not do it. I That's normally one of the first things I do when I get home. First thing I do is I pour myself a glass of whiskey and then I go and sit down on the couch or grab me a remote and off we go into the replay. But I poured myself a glass of whiskey and then another one and then another one and I just could not work up the courage to do it. No. <laughs> Anyone watching on Fox? Do you guys watch on Fox? The like, replay? Like idiots like me. Unfortunately. Well, fast forward at six times. 
It's not so bad. <laughs> Just saying. The game's over quickly. <laughs> you, can stop it. you can stop at the good moments if there are any. True. Which well, there weren't many last night. No. Uh, Ross from Twitter asks if we, he reckons, um, if we reckon that we'll finish in seventh. Um, also feels like we play better away from home. What are your thoughts? Well, now we have to win against Western. There's, you know, more of a – there's more things that go into us into where we're going to finish. Um, I mean, it's not the worst argument. Mm. No, not totally against it, for sure. Um, some merit in it. Yeah. So, do we want – I'll tell you what. I wouldn't, do we want a home final, but do we want an away final? Uh, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't hate Adelaide away because I've only managed one interstate trip yeah. um, since this whole COVID bullshit lockdown thing. Um, and that was Melbourne a few weeks ago before Melbourne decided to shit its pants again. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'd take, I'll take whatever. You know what? Yeah, Adelaide away. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right now, I'll take finals. Yeah, just give me anything, please, <laughs> for the love of God. Three days ago, I wanted to be in the top two. Yeah. <laughs> now I just want to scrape <laughs> Actually, in. Actually, yesterday, <laughs> I wanted to be in the top you two. You wind this back six months, right, and we wanted to be top ten and competitive. <laughs> yeah. Now Fair look call. at us, as Ivan Yolich would have called us, greedy. 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 So greedy. Greedy. The greedy. age of greedy. mediocrity is here. <laughs> we, hey, what's wrong with mediocrity? We've always, we've wanted it for years. <laughs> oh, my days. Uh, Trevi on Twitter. G'day, Trev, mate. I hope you're doing well. Um, next year, we're losing Daniel De Silva. Well, apparently, uh, possibly. Should we be looking for another striker and slot Urania into number 10 or look for a number 10 and keep Urania at striker, assuming we keep him? Keep him at striker? Yeah. For me? Um, I think he's shown this season how well he works in that role. I love it when he drops deep to get the ball, which is has often been a catalyst of us scoring goals, a la the MacArthur goal, uh, the first MacArthur goal last week. Um, uh, yeah, I think he, he works great with Matty Simon, but I think the bigger question is around what are we going to do about the second strike because I love playing two up top. I think it's great. I hope we continue to do that. Um, but we, we need somebody to work with Urania. And I guess what, what style of player do we do we want there? Do we want, well, one, does Matty Simon stay and keep on playing the role that he is? Or do we get, um, I don't know, do we get do we get a very pacey striker that can get in behind? Mm. And then Urania was with some of his... Ball skills and ball playing ability, is he the type of player that can obviously feed that like a number 10 but playing as a second striker? I think that creatively gives us a lot more outlets if we get another good number 10 and we also have Urania up top working with a quality finisher. Who plays off the shoulder, a proper number nine. Yeah. 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 Possibly ask him for a miracle but we need another <laughs> uh, a low to replace him and uh, we should leave uh, uh, we should get a quality 10 so that's a young striker who potentially is going to you know play in Stuttgart or not leave so early but but play in Stuttgart and uh, get a good 10 and Marco Aranya can play wherever he wants he can run <laughs> wherever he wants and as long as he is in the team I don't care if he gets in behind beers and saves goals radar on twitter um I can't read the first part of that because it's yeah, no, we are ching, a family ching, ching, friendly. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah, it's just a, um, there's, it's, no, it's a little bit too much, and we are very much upstanding citizens um, here on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Something about stretched skin. Oh, or yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Check out new, Facebook for those who want to yeah, tw- that's on Twitter, 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 actually, Twitter. yeah. Um, main part of the question, though, is do you think we've been playing predictably and other coaches have sussed us out? 
especially Allo. Yeah. Well, I think it's a combination of Allo not really caring at this point uh, and probably because, I mean, you can work someone out, but there's but then you have to try and stop it. I think like someone like a Messi, you look at Messi when he's got the ball at his uh, feet and sort of running at you as a defender. It's like, okay, I know what he's about to do, but uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to stop this bloke. That's like at a low, really, for me. It's like you know that he's going to get in behind. You know he's going to hassle. You you know he's going to do some odd sort of quirky thing. You know what he's, you know, you can, there's an expectation there of what he'll bring, but you have to try and stop it. And I think I think it's it's more on him than maybe him being worked out. But I think as a whole, yeah, we probably, probably have been worked out at this point. Mark out Boz, Mark out Stens, who got monstered by guys I don't even know their names last night. Um, get them out of the game and you go a long way to beating us. Yep, don't want to say too much about it. Tried to avoid saying this on the pod, but actually the scum did play well and give and they had a good game plan and that hurt us. So, yes, yes, sorry. Now, Johnny Needham is back with an absolute vengeance this week. I was actually going to give Johnny a call um, for him to uh, for him to do this one himself. I haven't read it, so I want to hear it. <laughs> I'm going to summarise it. I'm not going to do the whole thing. So, in summary, Johnny says, The night started well. In the bay, beers, sausage on a roll, prior back on the megaphone, drum beating loudly. And then, yeah. Can someone please fucking sit these boys down and show them some past footage of Derby Day or explain to them what it means? What in the uh, shit was that? Seriously, I'm pissed. Have we had a great season? Yes. Is it amazing that it looks like we are in the finals? Yes. But it's fucking Derby Day. How dare they go out like that? Seriously. You're going to go out there and let the snake score? You're going to cop two at home against the fucking scum? Nah. No way. If you're not going to go out there salivating at the thought of scum blood, take that jersey off. I can handle going down to City. I get that Brisbane is our bogey team but not this bottom-of-the-table group of snakes, public toilet-licking methods, and Devon Patch Thurgate holding onto the last shred of hair he's got left. <laughs> I haven't been this disappointed in a while. Everybody's body language, bar Stensness, Marco, Bauman, Hall, and Miller was trash. Nizzy played okay too. But don't even get me started on Qual. Not to mention this game would have guaranteed us a final spot. We saw how they came out last time. We should have been ready, but we got spanked and I drowned my sorrows in beer that tasted like a defeat and a second round of stadium food that almost ruined my skinny jeans. Heartbroken last night. Disgusted and heartbroken. I think that pretty much sums up um, how most of it's felt, I think, in a nutshell. Yeah, that that's hard to respond to, especially um, given that um, some of those um, feelings that are expressed there uh, mutual, and uh, my walk back to the car was not a fun time. My standing around after the game was not a fun time. Um, I'm going to say that um, I reckon that I have dumped on our own team, which is not my trademark as much as anyone can about our own performance last night, but I think that the um, nail in the coffin or the um, salt-flavoured icing on our cake was that the referee allowed them to do things and waste time and waste of time himself and and it, it turned the th whole thing into 
like I, I tweeted last night that it felt like losing twice. We lost the game all for ourselves with our own poorness and our inability to be able to come up with anything to um, counteract that. But um, then to have to watch any chance of the game of a football match actually breaking out because the referee was destroying it, that just made it, you know, it was like a double whammy. It was like, um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, effectively it was like losing twice. We lost, and we lost. Just the first time you've mentioned the ref? I have dumped on our team enough. Which is kind of surprising <laughs> because you've been whinging about the ref a lot today in group chats. Yes, but <laughs> but that's there's this thing out there seemingly on social media where if you say the ref was rubbish, then that means that the ref was responsible. No, they are two different things. The referee was not responsible, okay? Does everyone understand that? But I ha- – can anyone fault me on this comment since the day that that – clown oh come on just let loose you haven't had since one the, since the day that that fuckwit yes came on to replace peter o'leary against sydney and this is back in del piero times mm. to replace him because he fell down and broke a toenail he has been a horrendous ref who cannot control a game I was once out at a youth game and I discovered, much to my glee, that he was there refereeing NPL 2. It was only about <laughs> two or three years ago yeah, and I thought, yes, yep. Stephen Lucas has found his, his level. level. Yep. And, and then somehow kind. he's he's in the game again. So after I wallowed in my own self-pity about how rubbish we were and how we lost the game, etc., I turned around and I looked up at the stand behind me and there was Greg O'Rourke with a big smirk on his face and I thought to myself, and you just witnessed that referee giving the utter destruction to a game of football um, and taking away any entertainment value that you could possibly get from the game. Other than the only entertainment value would have been if you were a Jets fan because you were laughing every single time he warned the referee on multiple he warned the goalkeeper on multiple occasions for wasting time mm. okay it's over now that's better do you feel better now that that's out i do <laughs> i do that was cathartic to listen to moz's no, rant we, we have seen stephen lucas ref a number of youth games here at the center of excellence yeah and every time he refs i'm not impressed no, he destroyed no. those as well yeah. yeah and every game that he has ref that we were not playing in he has destroyed yeah. i have been very consistent in my uh, um, commenting on his destruction of A-League games. I'd hate to have him at park football level. <laughs> Not good. And, I mean, we've, you know, we have rightly, as have a lot of other people, complained about VAR. But I think, in general, the referees have not got any better this season. No. I, no. I, arguably worse. And it's just... Yeah, it's just free pass now. It's just <laughs> things, like, things like last night that you mentioned with him. In the McCarthy game... Last week, the inconsistency with giving out the yellow cards for what seemed like the same foul we would give away would be a yellow card, and then they would give one away. You know, when we're just about to be on the counter attack, and then it's still just a warning. It's so inconsistent, crazy yeah. inconsistent with that sort of stuff. Like we handing out, you know, the cards. The thing again at Macarthur last week when he's off the field, and then he decides to stop the game for some reason. <laughs> like not, not a thing. Like. Lines people don't even try to call an offside anymore. Don't even or try to keep, keep up. up with play. Yeah, don't try. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just in general, it's very yeah. poor. So we can see there's a big impact on um, person referees mm. by the VAR, and it is not good. Mm. Let's um, let's wrap up the uh, the fan questions with a positive one. Um, Melange on the CCM fans.net forum, and it's a very 
contrasting one to um, the one that we just had from Johnny, of course. Melange says, do you think there's too much throw the baby out with the bathwater and all that comments here following the loss last night? So many have turned on the boys and bought out conspiracy theories after one off night, probably out of frustration that it was a loss to the Jets more than anything. I am very much keeping the faith. you got to have faith. <laughs> um, I think the reaction has been pretty full on. The, the reaction has been full on, but I can cop a loss. We've copped plenty. Yeah, it's just a matter. <laughs> right? yeah. we, we can cop a loss. You know, <laughs> we, we lost to City the other week. You go, we played well. It looked like we put in, we went down 1-0 to the best team in the league. So, but um, trying to think of another loss this season. Who else have we lost against? Uh, the Brisbane ones is yeah. actually probably a good example. We lost 4-0 that mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. You look at the scoreline, you go, what the hell happened there? Mm-hmm. Um, generally, during that night, our play wasn't that bad. I enjoy that they, loss much more. They had four <laughs> chances. Just about, they put all four away, mm. a couple of really good goals, a little bit of poor defending by us, but at least looked like we were- We gave a shit. In the game on the field, but not on the scoreboard. Yeah. Last night was horrific. Last night was horrible. La- last night is like back to, I don't know, three seasons ago when- Pretty dark days. Where <clears throat> confirmed getting the spoon, you know, bloody four games out and nobody gives a shit. That's what last night was, so- and I, I think it's more frustrating because now we, we finally have something to play for, like I said before, mm. and we put in what we did last night. I acknowledged from the start that this one was going to be a tough one because it's their grand final. They got nothing to play for except yeah. avoiding the spoon. They turned up last night and we didn't. It's as simple as exactly. that. Exactly. We were never, never, never at the races. No. Agree. That, yeah. And I don't think that fans are unentitled to have a passionate view of this. Mm. Um, well, I don't think fans are unentitled to adjust their expectations over the year and feel that um, having, you know, gotten to a certain point um, that we should then look back and be thankful. Um, uh, that's the same thing as accepting that uh, we are greedy and I don't accept that. We have been very balanced. We ha- we know how to lose. And as you um, either said or alluded to, Boise, losing was not the problem. It was the manner of the loss. And that hurt. It hurt sufficiently that we went home and we were angry at each other on our socials. Oh, <laughs> we were, weren't we? Group chat was not a pretty place last night or even this morning. <sighs> Woke up this morning and I opened my eyes and went, I'm still absolutely livid. Yeah. Yeah. I like ate my McDonald's in like a very sort of angry, like aggressive manner after the game last night. I, was I made a pizza when I got home and um, just made it like super ridiculously spicy. I'm like, <laughs> fucking hate myself. It's <laughs> like chili flakes all over it, like 35,000 yeah. jalapenos and yeah. I was like halfway through my second burger last night uh, <laughs> after the two large chips, a burger, a 10-pack of nuggets. Just eating your feelings. Yeah, yeah I get that. So I'd already eaten all that and I was halfway through my quarter pounder and I thought, I'm going to explode, but I'm going to force it down because I'm angry. I'm going to, before just, I quarter pound something else. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to punish myself because <laughs> of what I just witnessed. But, but conspiracy theory, crapness, whatever, b- bad game plan, whatever it is, we have it in us mm. to win this coming game. Yep. Um, even if Brisbane don't get whatever it is they're supposed to get tonight. So I still do have – I think the word is hope, actually, not um, – what was that word? Faith. 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 No, hope it is. And uh, I still have hope. That, I'm somewhere uh, between hope and faith, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
Shit sport sees that though. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you rather be? <laughs> we'll be better then. We'll feel slightly better. I felt slightly better this morning and admitted it. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Cheers, Jeff. I feel I feel better now. I have spoken about my feelings. Yeah, actually, this is like a good little therapy session. I was about it? to say. <laughs> I feel like I was actually I was actually on the way here to do a therapy session. <laughs> Let's talk about Saturday, of course, the final match week of the regular A League season as we play host to USB FC. No, that's Western <laughs> United FC. Um, Mark Rudan's missing USB. Mark Rudan's green and black side, um, where he lost a USB at Macca's that had footage. Of, no, okay. Um, Saturday, 5th of May at 5.05 p.m. Um, things are not well at Western. Listen here, fuckface. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to be on Twitter to know what that reference is for. But, um, uh, yeah, what, six or seven losses in a row? Uh, yeah. A couple of big losses in that. The they, manner of the losses. <laughs> the, the manner of the losses, not good. Uh, to be honest, they completely... They completely uh, bottled the game. Who they played? MacArthur. MacArthur, yeah. I thought the last 15 minutes they were all over MacArthur when they were 2-1 down. And then some of the footballing decisions that they made completely baffled me. Mm. Just giving away free kicks, <laughs> some of the sloppy passes. Like they, they 100% had that in the bag to at least go level or snatch another two goals because they were all over them. And... Yeah, I don't know what's happened there, but the wheels have completely fallen off. They've, I think they've they've they scored five goals and conceded like twenty plus or whatever, like in six or seven games. Yeah. It's some not good stats there. And I mean, I don't know how Mark Rudin isn't under more pressure. Although I do because he's a mate of everyone at Fox. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 weird. And I mean, Diamante's gone way off the pace, pretty much stormed off the pitch. Oh, he was not happy. At, uh, he full was time. Crampy. Yep. So, all is not well in Western, and my hatred for that whole organisation grows by the week for some reason. They're, they're just nothing, mm. nothing. They should not be in the league. Plenty of other places deserve to have a club besides them. I hate Mark Gruden. I hate his assistant. <laughs> I don't like any of their players, <laughs> except for Diamante. Uh, and then once Connor Payne, I don't hate. Oh, yeah, th- that's fair. No, yeah, and, I mean, once they lose Lucky. Diamante, it's like, it's like their identity at the moment is... Alessandro Di Marte. <laughs> and once once they lose him, my hatred will only grow. So <laughs> they are living proof that some of the haters who hate our franchise league, our tournament cartel. cartel. <laughs> 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 oh, <Mike. laughs> they are living proof that, or they are uh, some kind of evidence that supports these uh, idiots. So yeah. mm. I dislike them because of that. They to me are just a blank. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, no, I'm. I'm. Very much with Luke, I can't stand him. And Mark Rudan just makes him 500,000 times worse Yeah, because I can't stand that smarmy. Yeah. Well, the double whammy is on. I was about to say something really bad then and I <laughs> stopped myself from saying it. But based on previous six or, six or seven games, mm. if we don't win, then like I said before, if we're going to rely on one player, we don't deserve to make the finals. If we don't beat these guys, then we don't deserve to make the finals, depending on what obviously happens in this Brisbane game that's on right now. So, Agree. Positivity let's ha- plus. Let's have um, Danny De Silva uh, come on, prove me completely wrong, mm. um, uh, uh, rant at me for uh, at us, at everybody, for mm-hmm. even doubting the idea that he was loyal to the club and um, score a couple of goals and get us a win. Let's absolutely do that. Let's bring back the uh, the Mariners from last Thursday. and, um, and Yes, please. Get the uh, get the dub. 
let's not uh, crawl into the finals. Let's try and go in with a bang, please. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's do exactly that. And um, I think that will just about do us this week here on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, gents. It has been a pleasure. It has been very cathartic. Very cathartic. Um, Apologies for all the fucking swear words again. Um, But, you know. (laughs) We don't do it often, but we felt it was warranted this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks for, if you've you've made it this far in the pod, thanks for tuning in. Um, If you haven't, then you're not listening. So, stuff ya. Um, no, nah, we love you all, and um, we'll see you. Ne- we'll see you all next time. We'll uh, be back next week for uh, yeah another review and uh, another catch up to look ahead to finals. We could be doing a season wrap up, or we could be previewing a final. So. Oh, it's, it's finals, baby! It's finals time. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, that is it from us here at the Coast Football Ramble, and we'll see you next time. Love you. See ya. Bye. Um, cancelling out Mark L's shot. Oh, Jesus, there's my Ooh, voice going right. again. <clears throat> Bos- Bosnich. Uh, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck yes. Fuck yes, indeed. Make the chinger as well. <laughs>